Hey, church family. I'm Jason Smith, sitting with David Wojnicki. And we're back. We are back. It's a brand new year. After a great break for yeah. the Christmas holidays. Yeah, we tried to, uh, we thought about maybe doing one last week, yeah. uh, but it was just a, a little bit uh, pressed. But uh, Jason, let's start with something. Kay. It's a brand new year. Uh, and we're also doing a new podcast name. A new podcast we, name. We threw it out before uh, the Christmas season to say, hey, if you had an idea, because we, we felt like you know, what we'd been doing was not, uh, maybe captured it as, as well. Fully, and so, yeah. uh, so tell us, we got a new podcast name. What is it yeah. and why? Yeah. So we're going to call the podcast now a closer look, yeah. which I think fits great because what we're really doing is sitting down here, you and I, we're looking at Sunday and taking a closer look at the passage or whatever else that we want to talk about. But, um, I think that captures it really well. And not only that, Dave, it allows us to take other theological things that we even talk about on Sunday from right. time to time, and uh, or other issues, and then we could take a closer look at that as that as well. And yeah, so. I love that suggestion when that name came in yeah. because uh, we want to expand just a little bit beyond just even Sunday mornings and uh, and drop it in some of those things. Just a closer look, closer look at at the Word of God, a yeah. closer look at uh, who and what He calls us to be. And so, uh, yeah, so that's what we're doing. A closer look. A closer uh, look. I like well, it. let's take a closer look, okay, shall we? that sounds great. Um, now, yesterday you looked, started looking at Luke 3, but yep. before we get there, let's mm -hmm. back up a couple weeks where you looked at the uh, incarnation of Jesus and yeah. focused on the, uh, uh, the, the Him being at the temple right? and yeah. such. And so um, I, there was a question that came in, actually, yes. from that one. Uh, it says, I have understood that Jesus referring to God as Father can imply Jesus' divinity. However, I have also wondered why Jesus had to be referred to as the Son of God and not just God. God. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a really great question. And so just to kind of bring people in on it uh, who maybe weren't there. So we were looking at the end of, of Luke chapter 2 and verses, you know, 41 through 52. And it's the story of Jesus as a 12-year-old boy going to the temple mm. with, his, with mm. his parents for the Passover. And then, and then they leave. Uh, and Jesus is actually left in Jerusalem. They forget to take him, you know, with them. And uh, they come back and they find him in the temple. And I want to take that question in kind of two bites. The okay. first one was um, how... Jesus referring to God as Father points to his divinity. Mm. That was a big emphasis mm. in that message. That mm. message was all about Jesus being fully God and fully man at the same time. And uh, we kind of read past things too fast sometimes and don't understand the profound nature of when it was said in the context. So when Jesus says to Mary and Joseph when they come back, you know, they're all, we're so worried, your father and I, you know, we're looking for you. And he said, did you not know that I have to be in my father's, father's. house? We're like, oh, that's just, you know, Jesus being sweet. You know, he understands God as his father. Yeah. But nobody understood themselves to have God as their father back then. That personal relationship to call mm. God your father mm. was something that was unheard of amongst mm. the Jewish people. You didn't see God as your father. They understood him to be the father of the nation. But mm -hmm. a personal relationship with God could only be possible by one's divinity. To, to claim God as your father is to claim a personal relationship with him that would mean that you were holy and acceptable to God. And so how could anybody claim that unless they had come from God? And, uh, and so that's just one example of Jesus's understanding from an early age 
of this aspect of his divinity. And, mm. Uh, mm. and we know that that was the case. Like we understood because it says that his parents, they could not, they did not understand the saying that he spoke yeah. to them. Yeah. It was in their minds could not comprehend yes. it. Today we sing the songs, you know, how wonderful yeah. the father's love yes. for us. We sang it yesterday um, because he is our father. He is. And, uh, and, he, and that's only because Jesus was the son who came. Now the question, great question, like why Jesus is called the, the son of God. Well, uh, first off, that's how he is referred to, yep. you know, yeah. this is this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. So God the Father, we're going to see this in the baptism of Jesus. Uh, God himself refers to Jesus as his son. So if you have God the Father identifying Jesus and his relationship to him as the son, it makes sense why the rest of the New Testament authors mm, refer mm, to him as mm, the son of mm, God. But then mm. Jesus himself, he's got no problem with understanding himself to be 100% God, 100% man, and to relate to God the Father in that son relationship. Because, and we're going to look at this in a few weeks when we do our mission, vision, and values. Okay, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> in the Great Commission, Jesus said, go therefore make disciples of all the nations, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded for lo, I'm with you always. But he says, you know, baptizing them in yes. the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So Jesus understood that relationship. Jesus yes. took that name upon himself as as the Son. So I hope that helps yeah. maybe in some way. And you work. said we sing the, the songs about him being Father yesterday. And truthfully, that message from Luke 2 yeah. is what led me to us celebrating him as our father yesterday, the, the worship center, the worship center, the worship <laughs> service, whether people realize or not, it was based on that relationship is that we are the child. And, and it doesn't mean at all. It's, it's through Christ, right? That mm -hmm. we are uh, children. He's the father. Cause when we say father, it's different than when Christ said father. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, absolutely. You know, uh, uh, because for him, there's that aspect of the divinity. Mm -hmm. the, the one aspect that we have that's similar to Jesus is that uh, the familial relationship, yes. how God cares for us yeah. the same way he cares for his, for his son. But, um, and just as a side note, like, you know, we're going to see later on, you know, we're making a big deal about Jesus' divinity from the start of Luke before even Jesus is talking. Yes. But Jesus is going to acknowledge his divinity, you know, when he forgives sins, mm. you know, he's going to, mm. and, and the, everybody mm -hmm. else is going to get so upset. Who are you to, for, who is this man that can forgive sins? You know, they, mm. they, the religious leaders understood all along that Jesus was claiming divinity. That's why they hated him so, <laughs> right. so, so much. Is right. Because to them, that was blasphemy. Yeah. You know, it was blasphemous. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Anything else that stood out to you from uh, uh, Lutu in that message? Uh, again, things, uh, you know, you're not going to make a big deal about, but uh, we know later in the Gospels that uh, Mary and Joseph have other children. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, they, they right. clearly have other children. Interesting thing is that Jesus is 12 in this story. Joseph and Mary are with Jesus, but none of their other children are mentioned in Luke's gospel mm. at that time. Mm. Uh, does that mean that Mary and Joseph hadn't had any children yet? I don't know. I just find it interesting that yeah. later we do know that they have children. I'm just going to state something. If somebody were to say, well, well, why aren't any of his brothers or sisters mentioned? I, I think Luke is just trying to progress the story. Yes. And he's not interested yes. in, in making a big deal about that. He does not get uh, all the little details. He doesn't get all the little details. It's not because it's not being accurate. Yes. It's just, it's like, there's details. I mean, come on. When I share a story, it's different than when, I, when my wife Absolutely. <laughs> shares a story. Yes. You know, it doesn't yes. mean that I'm being untruthful yes. and she's being, it's yes. just it's like, I'm just, I'm just leaving things out. Yeah. Sometimes we're just trying to move, move through yeah. it. So, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Just, that's just one of the last uh, Well, you talked a minute ago about Jesus and the forgiveness of sins. Yesterday yeah. in Luke 3, yeah. uh, we looked at uh, repentance. We also looked at baptism. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And, and so you said something, and I want us to unpack that a little bit more if we can. Sure. Um, uh, that John the Baptist was baptizing, right? Yeah. And, and there was a difference between the baptisms that the Jews knew and understood and what they would do for Gentiles. Right, right, yeah. Right. And then what John the Baptist yeah. was doing. Yeah, you know, there was some that uh, some, some people kind of came up, they were looking for some clarity on that, uh, you know, again. And, and just to, to state it, baptism was not unfamiliar to the Jewish people at the time when John was fulfilling his ministry. Um, but they understood baptism to be something only Gentiles participated in. Okay. And uh, like I said, uh, to convert from being a pagan Gentile to the Jewish community and faith, you had to affirm obedience to the law of Moses. You had to, if you're a man, be circumcised. And the third step was going through a ritual baptism. And, uh, and so to, for, to turn from a Jew or from a Gentile to a Jew, the last step would be this baptism. So Jews knew that, but they knew baptism only to be for, for Gentiles. John, though, now is saying, no, you all need to be baptized. He's not saying be, be cleansed like in, in the ritual cleansings that they did before they went to the temple, right? You had the Pool of Siloam, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> which people would go to to bathe themselves in before they went up to the temple to be presentable to God. That was a different, that was a different thing. John's coming, and he's saying with his baptism, listen, um, Everyone, Jew and Gentile, is equally mm, not a part mm, of God's mm, family, mm. not a part of God's community, unless there is repentance yes. for the forgiveness of sins. Unless you prepare yourself for the coming Messiah, you have to acknowledge that your heritage, your yeah. hereditary you know, lineage has nothing to do with making you acceptable to God. Yeah, because they were claiming Abraham. They were claiming Abraham as their father. And yeah. so, so why, you know, um, so doesn't that make it special? So that's why I said in the message, repentance begins with the acknowledgement of sin and the confession of mm-hmm. sin. That's, what, that's why he's doing this act of baptism is because it's this public display. This this outward sign that you're saying, I get it. Yeah. I yeah. get that I need to be uh, cleansed just yeah. as a Gentile needs to be in order, in order for the Messiah to nor for me yeah. to receive the Messiah. Yeah. But the baptism wasn't a means of saving them by any stretch. Now, let's just be clear. The baptism that we do today is different than the Jew to Gentile, or Gentile to Jew baptism, than John's baptism. The baptism we do today is not a baptism for the cleansing of our sins. It's a baptism that says we identify with mm. the death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, yes. which forgives our sins and gives us new, new life. It's, it's the fuller baptism, which is why John's baptism was to prepare you for the Messiah's mm. coming. Our mm. baptism is a statement of the Messiah has mm. come and I have new life in, in him. So that and you were saying the necessity of repentance to come to faith, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, how, how does that still look in a Christian's life? Once you come to faith? Yeah, yeah. Is repentance one, one and done? I know, I know. And you, you know, talked about this some <laughs> yesterday, but. Yeah, and uh, I'm hoping to pick up a little bit more and come back to it, but. Um, I think that one of the emphases I wanted to make was, you, you know, to, to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have to acknowledge, you have to know that you mm. need a Savior. But does that mean that once you do that once, there's no more repentance a part of our lives? Mm. And, mm. and that's just simply not the case. Uh, we continue to battle and struggle against sin. And when we do, we're still called to repent, to come to God and to acknowledge our sin and to confess it because he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. It doesn't mean that we don't, we don't, uh, we aren't forgiven until we repent of our sins now in Jesus Christ. What it means is we don't experience the forgiveness um, in the way that God wants us to if, if we don't confess those things to him. And, and so there's this, there's this ongoing faith and repentance that's part of the, part of the Christian life. And 
Um, that's why I said repentance isn't a bad thing. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's, just, it's this thing that actually day by day reminds me of God's grace and his goodness mm -hmm. and the empowering of, of Christ in my life. And you know, we were talking just before the podcast. It came up in our small group last night. I said, what convicted me this week was this idea that I'm, I'm pretty quick, I think, to acknowledge uh, sin in my life, not perfect, but especially in relationship to other people, with, whether it's with the girls or with Hannah. And when I do sin, I'm, I'm quick to say, you know, will you forgive me, mm, you know, mm, that kind of thing. Mm, but mm. I'll just be straightforward. Like, um, I don't always then go back to the Lord mm, and say, mm. Lord, please forgive me. Because ultimately it wasn't a sin against Hannah. It was also a sin against you. Now, yeah. it's very honoring to the Lord and it's right to confess. Yes, one day. We yes. must do that. Yeah. But where the help comes, where the joy comes, where the fullness of Christ in my life comes is when I confess it to him. Because sometimes I get stuck in a rut of sin, you know, and it's like, why am I not breaking yeah. out of that? And it's because while I confessed to the person, I never brought it back to the Lord and said, Lord, forgive me for, for this. Help me to now to walk in the fullness of, mm. of, it's not, I'm not inviting Jesus Christ to do that work in me, to deal with, with it. And somebody in our group last night brought up the great thing why in the book of James, we're also called to confess our sins one to another. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because as we repent, to God, to the person that we've sinned against, and we also confessed, hey, to somebody else, I have this sin in my life, they're God's physical, tangible accountability and encouragement to say, yes, you are forgiven. Yes. You know, yeah. let me help you in that. Or they come and they say, wow, you are, you're a little bit too much here. Like, yes, that's a sin, but you're, you're, you're feeling too much guilt and shame yeah. on that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Or they also can come and say, it was like, wow, you keep having this sin over and over in your life again. You need to deal with it. And uh, and so um, so I thought that was a powerful thing. And, we, and that's part of why we have the confessions you said yesterday yeah. in our service. And, and people have come up to me even said during that time, there are things that God brings to mind that they mm -hmm. hadn't even thought of. But that moment of stopping and, and just taking a moment to confess these things to God brings it to mind. And to bring it back to, to, to the father aspect, as we yeah. even started with, a good way to look at it, right? The, the repentance at salvation is um, it, it's a judicial Sure. We, like we are forgiven, and that. Right. It, but from then on, it's it's he's our father, and right. so it's, it's relational. That it's we that come sanctification back. process yes. that he has. Yeah. You got the salvific aspect of we we are forgiven, and then that sanctifying and, yeah. and redeeming. Yeah. And just as an you know an encouragement, my my youngest daughter, you know, I don't know, this was like a year ago or something. We were talking about you know uh, something in in her life, you know, and she's just uh, you know I think eleven at the time or whatever, and. Uh, and, uh, you know, I just was curious. I'm like, do you see this in your life? And she, mm -hmm. and she just sweetly mm -hmm. says, like, well, yeah, no, when we have that time of confession at church, oh. I, I, I confess that to the Lord. I've been doing oh. that. I've been doing that. And I was just like, I was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, <laughs> so you, good. you know, but she so even good. understood what that time was about. Yeah. And it was yeah. reminding her of, of, yeah. of her own sin. And, yeah. Uh, yeah so, I mean, both sweet. Both, both sweet and, and yeah. like, well, praise God. Praise God yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wonderful, yeah, wonderful. Yeah. All right, uh, anything dealing with this chapter? No, you know, um, I, I think the one thing that I can't emphasize enough too from it was at the very end is is how much, you know, when, when John addresses the people who after they, they say, look, we see our sin, we repent of it, but we don't always know what it looks like to walk in God's ways, mm -hmm, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's something I hit at the end of the message. Um, I appreciate how John responds to people we often think that somebody who has acknowledged their sin knows immediately what it looks like to then walk in God's ways. Right. You know, okay, that's bad fruit. I reject that. Yeah. But now what does the good what fruit actually look like yeah. in, my, in my life? Like, yeah. what's the opposite of that? There was a, a man I had met recently who was, you know, talking to me about how coming to this church, 
He said, you know, I didn't know that, uh, you know, yelling and swearing at somebody while driving uh, was wrong until you were talking through the book of Ephesians and, and we were talking about, you know, coarse language. And, and he's like, he's like, oh, he's, he's like, he's like, I went home and I was talking to, you know, my son and said, you know, that was, you know, I need to stop, mm, stop doing mm, that, mm, you know, mm, and, and listen, we shared in our connection group that, you know, it's like, uh, we need to be gracious with people who, because of background or experience, right. like there's some obvious sins in life. You know that you can say you know to reject but not everybody knows that exactly. there's a sanctification process yeah. and john's talking to people he's talking to soldiers and he's saying hey soldiers um yeah don't abuse your power if you were a soldier in rome like that was the th- you just did it you just yeah. took advantage of people and there was nothing wrong with that he's like but you want to know what good fruit is stop using your yeah. position to, to do that a tax collector you, you their consciences were so seared they had mm-hmm. no problem with taking more money from from people than what was required of, of them. And so he had to help them see like, that's not what fruit, good fruit looks yes. like being generous yes. and not doing that. So <clears throat> may the Lord help all of us to, in our own lives, realize we need people to sometimes come alongside and say, yeah, this is what that looks like. Yeah. And and how when we don't see it in others, not be so like, you should have known. You should have known. And because we're blind <clears throat> and we have yeah. things we're blind to. Yeah. And, and we've talked about this before, but the kindness of God that he hasn't come to us and every single sin that we do Oh, just blows in our face. Like could there's, you imagine? there's the sanctification. It's a process, right? Yeah. yeah you, you would live under yeah, something. I mean, we, we see that and this, this section might come up, you know, I always go to Isaiah or even Ezekiel when they saw the presence of God mm. and, and their reaction to that was just that they just felt undone because all of their faults were yeah. before them. We'd be petrified yeah, yeah, if yeah, God yeah. didn't gently come alongside us. Yes. And, and help so we us. need to show the love of Christ and, to yeah. others as well. So. And, and helps. Yeah. So. Good things. Great. Good things. Well, good being back here with you. The new year. It's good to yeah. be back. Yeah. Yeah. So looking forward. Real quick before we get out. Yeah. Uh, we have one more week in Luke? Or? Yeah, we have one more week in the, the Gospel of Luke. We're going to finish up um, this this section, and then we're going to take a little break before we actually get into the fullness of Jesus' ministry. And uh, really looking forward to this. You know, um, for those people that are listening to the podcast, they're going to hear something that, that nobody else uh, has, has heard just yet. You know, God has been very kind in uh, the growth of our church over the last mm-hmm. few, few years. We looked at this recently <laughs> where we have about 100 more people on a Sunday morning coming this time uh, today than we did even a year ago. Okay. We have about 150 more people coming today than we did even three years ago. Um, and, uh, and so one of the things that we're committed to is is you know, being clear on our mission and our yes. vision and our values. And so... Um, it's about time. It's a good time to take a step back yep. and yep. just to remind us of what God calls us to as a church, what's foundational for us. And uh, so starting January 28th uh, into February, uh, I'm going to do you know, three messages. You're going to do a message mm. on what those values mm. uh, and our mission mm. is as a church. Mm. And uh, I'm looking forward to that. I think yeah, it'll be too. encouraging. And then there's going to be a small group study that's going to kind of come out of that yes. uh, as well. And uh, we'll be talking about that. So um, so God's been kind. God's been, God's been faithful. And yeah. We look forward to what lies yeah. ahead. So. Yeah. All right. Well, great chatting with you. Good chatting with you. Love you, church family. Love we'll you. see you next week. All right. All right.